Oh, wait, oh, oh, and now we have to talk about who is not boning. Who is not boning in Olympic Village? Because oh, yeah. you are, okay, here's what's very easy to figure out. Who is boning? You are listening to the Do Nature Podcast. everyone welcome to the dude nature podcast we are in mom's castle at the living room table i'm here with my brother adam welcome back i know that we made a blood oath last time to always podcast every week and let me just tell you this time we've made a real blood oath a sister oath so so the blood oath obviously didn't work so here's our oath now if we don't make a podcast and and put it out every week we have to transfer our sister a hundred dollars. Yeah, whoever's okay. fault it was. So whoever you, was that? Do you fault. guys know what's more powerful than a blood oath? Giving money to your sister. Having to give money to your sister. Adam, what's your gripe? Uh, my gripe today. No, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for thirty seconds each about something mildly irritating. And my gripe today is music when it comes out of people's cell phones. So I hate this when someone just turns it on. Right when someone is just like, I'm gonna listen to. I'm gonna play some, some music. Sounds. I'm gonna listen to you know. Some house music out of my phone, and it sounds like trash every time you play it. Because I don't understand why sound. people like to hear phone sounds coming out of their phones because it sounds like shit to me every time. So if you're gonna play music, right, get yourself a just get yourself like a twenty dollars speakers or put some headphones in. If you enjoy sound and quality, and you like the quality of sound, and you enjoy life itself, then you will. <laughs> you should not play sounds out of your phone. They're not designed to play sounds. It sounds like I do hate that. They, it sounds like a transformer. Like, oh, you're like, oh, I want some music, and they just turn up they're the like, volume yeah. on their phone, and then they put it on the middle no, of the I table. I remember we were playing board games once with someone with a new, a new, a yeah, friend yeah, yeah, potential. Yeah. Wait, wait, a, with explain, a friend potential. Explain the whole situation, though. Here's the thing: we we pulled in a potential friend to come play board games with us that we thought could we could be friends with a new friend in Portland that we thought we could make. The a problem friend. is that we are insane. With the board games. And so as soon as we started to play the game, he takes out his phone and he puts on a song, right? Which is, we love to listen to music when we play board games because it gets you in the world, in the mood. Just not coming from someone's but phone. We, right, right, right. right. It, no, but it honestly tarnished everything. So I realized when he put his phone out and he played the sound out of his phone that he was someone that didn't, had, didn't uh, respect quality. Right. I, didn't re- understand I realized when he did nice things. He like didn't understand how to play the trading board game that we weren't going to be friends. Yeah, right there. Right there. What's your gripe? My gripe is how shitty you looked at the gym yesterday. I, I told you this. Tell, tell people. Um, we went, to, we went, we go to the Bay Club here. Okay. Mm. A nice fancy gym. Mm, real fancy. Um, there real was some fancy. Just, we're both in relationships, but there were some ladies at the gym. And one thing, you just don't want to look bad in front of hotties. You just don't, you don't, you don't want to be embarrassed. And Adam was wearing this outfit that was absolutely disgusting. Nike dry fit yoga no, pants. You had you had you had Nike yoga pants on. It turned out to be pretty disgusting tight. shoes, and then like a gross shirt that you've had for ten years. It's not a workout shirt, and you looked heinous. And I feel like it. I, I can't even speak. Mm-hmm. I feel like it affected my workout. Yeah, why is that? Because I couldn't like get in the zone and look cool. When you're working out, if you look good while you're working out, mm-hmm. I think that you have a better workout in the gym. Interesting. Because you're like, I'm looking cool. I'm looking fit. Well, can you explain why it looks so, like, explain what well, the no, bottom no. of my dress was But I just think, like. I just think you look good. You look, look good, feel good, play good. You know what I mean? You look good at the gym. You think you're Mr. Cool and you lift better. But you didn't even want to associate with me. No. So you looked so awful, actually, that when you were like, I'm going to go do the step ups away from you, 
it was I was so excited to for you to leave. I already think that we look kind of weird at the gym together. Because it's like, you know what, like we're like a, it's like it's a, a gremlin. Thing. It's a pack of gremlins. Sometimes as a twin, when you just go around places, you become like the circus freaks. Right. People stare at you. People stare at you. Like we'll go into like like the other day we went to go to it, Go get an acai bowl. I really hate that. Sometimes people just stare at you because you're like a circus freak. They're like, I can't believe they look alike. So when we're at the gym and Adam looks like a gremlin and we're trying to work it's out. Like two little dwarves. It's like two little dwarves following each other around with beards trying to lift. And one of them looks like looks like an asshole. This music plays in people's minds when they see us together. The two, you know what I mean? Super Jewish at the end. Uh, Noah, are you ready to play the game? Yeah. Okay. This is a game called Olympic Trivia. What prize was given to the winners of the Olympics in Greece? Of the ancient Olympics. Oh, the ancient Olympics. Yes. The ones that got the gold medal, basically? No, no, no. I mean the ones in like BC 3000. Yes, but the winners that, that would have gotten a gold nowadays. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the laurel wreath. Was it, is it the laurel? The, lo- the laurel wreath? Laurel tide. The laurel fucking thing. The thing from Red Rising. The laurel thing. Yeah, it's pretty close. The, an olive branch crown. An olive branch olive crown. Olive branch crown. For wrestling naked with other dudes. Yeah, for wrestling naked. Were they naked wrestling? Not only did they have naked wrestling, but they also had sort of a jujitsu-like event. Right. Yeah. That's fucking Where they sick. Would, there's like a submission kind Dude, wait, of thing. What we've realized about the Olympics is that the oldies are the goldies. Yeah, tell people what I we just have think been that, enjoying so the Olympics. Me, me and I are psychos, and we've watched, like, we've really, we got YouTube We've TV, done our diligence. And we watched, even though the broadcasting is absolute shit, and even though you have to you have to fast forward through hours of TV even to there was find no the one, real event. There was no one there, and it was it, weird. And um, we watched, like, almost every one of them. And I can tell you that the best events are who can throw a large metal ball the farthest. Okay, the shot Who put. can just run the fastest? Okay, track and field, which is, right. is awesome. Who can throw a spear the farthest? Yeah, javelin. I just think the... the also, o- also, the pole vaulting was awesome. Right, for me, it's just it's just the oldies. Just the human are the oldies are the best events. No, they're, they're Who can amazing. just lift weight over their head the most weight? <laughs> like, oh, that we, is something that I yeah. love to watch. We did watch a bunch of weightlifting as well. Yeah, 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 they are they are just big dudes. The, the giant Georgian. I want to know the the bathroom. The giant Georgian. The amount that they eat in the weightlifter section. What's the is potty? Ridiculous. What's the potty like? Those dudes. Can you imagine hosting one of those dudes in your house? You would have to make like two servings for that one dude. And no, at least two. At least two for one dude. To those eat. bodies are not vegetarian bodies. I don't like. You can eat any amount of kale and be that big. You can eat no amount of tofu and kale and be that large. <laughs> There's no because way because there's like a fat uh, concept there. Have you a seen fat component? Have you seen vegan weightlifters? Yeah, but they're lean. They're, they're lean. They're though. big. They're lean. They can't get like that big. No, that that's. I actually that's think there's ridiculous. a football that's a mass. I think there's a football player that's a uh, vegan. Really? Who? That's really cool. Uh, I don't know. I heard about it. Anyway, continue with the game. Uh, anyway, okay. So why do divers? You know, when we were watching synchronized diving, they they'll jump in together. Synchronized diving also. Don't sleep on synchronized diving. Super cool. 
Synchronized diving. You think diving. it's dumb, but it's no, super cool. No, no, cool. no, 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 that was cool. It was super cool. I just think that the, the, the more basic and primal the event, the more I'm into it. The more likely they are to grunt? The more likely a caveman could go and compete, the more that I want to watch it. Like the shot putt? I want to watch big dudes throw a metal ball. That's so, what I like to watch. Why do you think they immediately hit the shower when they're out of the pool? The, the divers. When they dive in, they get out of the pool, and then they go behind the platform, and they hit the shower. Like, they take a little shower afterwards. Why do you think that is? Oh, to get the salt off for weight. No, that's that, so that's dumb. Obviously, it's not a salt pool. Hold on. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I, I didn't know. <laughs> Stop. Where did you pull that Stop. one? Um, they take a shower to get... They take a fucking shower. The pool is cold, know. okay? And that can cause their muscles to cramp. So the warm water of the shower keeps their muscles loose when they're diving. Mm-hmm. So that's also why... At other events where they, have have a di- where they have diving, Here. there's a hot tub. They Here. go they go sit question. in the hot tub. Yeah. The synchronized dudes diving, yes. are they hooking up with each other? The dudes that are, are diving having sex with each other. Is that like kind of a is that kind of a thing that like they're couples? No, like I don't I okay. don't think so. You can imagine do you want to do synchronized diving with your fiance? Would like, that would that be lo- good? No, I don't think That'd any team that was a significant other doing synchronized diving would do well. No, no, definitely not. No, they'd end up killing each other. Right. <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely not. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, okay. So it's because the pool is basically pretty cold. So why does everyone keep referring to the Tokyo 2021 games as the Tokyo 2020 games? Well, oh, why is that happening? Because of the coronavirus. Do you think we're the Adam? only ones that notice that? Because of the coronavirus, they just want to keep it. They want to. They did the same thing with the Euros for soccer. They just want to keep it chronological. So you're thinking it's a just to keep it nicely in the four year. Kind you're, of thing. You're a coder. This is you would have more experience with stuff like this. Like, do you think it's a good decision what they've done or not? So the reason they you, you see what I mean, right? I, I do see what you mean. The reason they did it is, as the Olympic Committee said to Yahoo Sports, uh, torches, medals, and other branding items and merchandise were already being made using the name Tokyo 2020, and a name change would have meant many additional costs for us. Okay, so they all they got hmm. all the marketing material into the, Tokyo 2020. So the so the Euros, yeah. they I mean I think that they so if ever, the Euros is just a soccer tournament. It's a big soccer tournament. Uh huh. They kept calling it 2020 because they just wanted. I think they wanted to keep the because in uh, in 200 years when we look back, it's gonna be very weird if it's a year off. I I don't think that matters so much. I I hear what you're saying because the actual time between the Olympics has changed like quite a bit in the history of the modern Olympics, but I do understand that they. They basically bought all the branding material, so they weren't going to change it. Okay. You know, they're not going to pay people to change the logo and shit like that. No, what's our topic today? The branding material has to be a fraction of the cost of the, of the rest of the shit. Well, though. I mean, you have the logo right no, on the screen. It. I fucking and get everyone it. Ha- everything no, has to match it. I fucking it. get it. You it's know? a whole fucking and like, thing. Even like every country had a design template from Japan. Like, you notice 20, like... With 2020 no, like, in even, it? No, like the USA masks are made to look hey. like a Japanese origami. Okay, all right. And now, and now, and now we're going. This is like Olympic gripes. Why do are the U.S. jerseys have to suck for the skateboarding and Why stuff? Why do they have to suck? They didn't have to. We should have... Okay, did did anyone see the ping pong, the Chinese jerseys for ping pong with a fucking dragon on it? So sick. Let black me tell you. Black and gold. Let me tell you. Here's what I realized from that. There's a, there's a lot of artistic license in these jerseys. Yeah. Like, like you can you can put colors on them that aren't necessarily the colors of the I country. I don't even say about jerseys. We should have the best jerseys. Our jerseys are fucking jerseys. whack. Nobody has ever gone wrong with a black jersey. Ever. 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 We can't Ever. wear black, though, you realize, because that is actually too far from our country. It's red, white, no, no, and blue. No. Okay, so 
Mexico's soccer team, their new jerseys are black, and they look great, too. Right, but they can kind of, like... It's kind of one of their colors. It's, it's not. It's not one of their colors. You want the U.S. teams to wear black. Yeah. That... Dude, thank you God you're not designing well, the jerseys. Well, that's the thing is that, like, you have such a small mind. You can't imagine right. that. I can't believe you would ha- want the so fucking literal. U.S. jerseys to no, be black. What I meant by is you're so literal. What I meant by artistic license was, like, make something cool, not make something that makes no sense, right? Okay, l- like, you don't literally have to use the exact colors. No, I understand that. To but, represent right, the country. Why don't we make it pink? I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that black jerseys... They're always always a hit. All right, I, I agree with you on that, and I also just want to say that the U.S. jerseys from the Olymp the Olympics soccer whatever it is, they really are subpar. Look up look at the Chinese ping pong jerseys. Those are amazing. Yeah, just look them up. Amazing. If you don't, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm gonna put them on the Instagram. They're fucking dank. That's the kind of shit. Guess and, and guess what? We have we have a sick animal that's an avatar for the U.S. It's called the the eagle. The golden eagle. The fucking golden eagle. Why don't you put a scream? Why a don't bald we have eagle, a bald screaming eagle. eagle with like red eyes? Ah! With like red eyes. No, because that's like the Atlanta Hawks. That's gross. That jersey is not good. Is that what you want? That jersey isn't good. The Hawks jersey. You don't want it. You don't want a screaming eagle. I'm just saying a black jersey with like maybe okay. a cool sash. No, 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 listen to this. Sash. All white jersey. Or no, or listen. All just, white. just, just hear me. Yeah. All white jersey on the front is a just the top head of an eagle, and it's like it's like screaming. No. Okay, you want the All Blacks. I like you want to be the New Zealand All Blacks, even though we're the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we? Should, do I have to save my gripe for handball? Can we talk more save about it, handball save or it, no? Save it. We are going to talk about handball. Save it. Save I think it. we've already talked. No, about I'm handball. literally going to talk about it. Just please save it. I think we've talked about the last episode, but we're we're, gonna, we're, we're going way back into handball. <laughs> yeah. Not enough has just not enough has been said about the YMCA handball that's somehow the, in the Olympics. Yeah. I think I saw dudes. At the Jewish Community Center, that could be professional handball players. Right. Did like you see sh- that? Shlomo. Shlomo and Schliga. And Mordechai. Yeah. All right. Where are we? We're in overview. Okay. Um, well, guys, if you didn't know, our topic today is the Olympics. Um, we're going to go into world records. Absolutely packed episode. World records, halftime honey, and then how much does the Olympics make? Like, how much, how much money do the countries actually make that have the Olympics? Also... This podcast is sponsored by the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Whatever you guys are drinking. How do I get some? You go to foursigmatic.com, Adam, and you use offer code DUDENATURE, all one word, to get 10% off Four Sigmatic. Guys, Four Sigmatic, it just, it's, it's more productivity. It's less crash. It's just the be- If you're drinking coffee, it is just the best coffee that you can drink. We're drinking Harder it right nipples. now. We drink it. More Harder sex. nipples. More sex. It has mushrooms in it, too. Four Sigmatic. I forgot to mention. Also, whoever left us a five-star review, thank you very much. You didn't leave a blurb, but thank you for leaving the review. Really appreciate it. Guys, the reviews really help us keep the podcast going, and we love it. So if you haven't left us a review yet, please do. Begins and don't suck. Begins and don't suck. Yep. I'm ready. Are you ready? I am. Adam has 60 seconds to tell us everything we need to know about the Olympics to enjoy the episode. Adam, ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Originally manifested in ancient Greece, Noah, at the stadium in Olympia. Okay. And if you look a picture of it right now, it's really just a big pile of dirt. It looks like a big, empty lot. But for them, that was probably like the sickest... The sickest dirt, stadium, yeah, the sickest dirt, the lot. sickest dirt lot they've ever seen. It's for Papa Tommy to drive. Uh, famously included a chariot race and the killing of a serpent. It was as much a religious ceremony as an athletic one. And Noah, in modern times, we can now flick through the oddly organized, the very strangely organized Peacock streaming, terribly broadcasted, terribly broadcasted, or YouTube TV. Also, is what we used. 
and see a giant Georgian man lift 500 pounds over his head, or a nimble Japanese kayaker avoid flags. So today we take a, a deeper look at a sometimes strange and often sort of maligned competition that is still pretty fun to watch. And so Noah. Yeah. What is our theme? My theme is no, our theme is no meritocracy is perfect. No mercy. Nope. <laughs> is the washer going to get into the sound? The people will like it. Okay. We love you, listener. Thank you for listening. My theme, again, is no meritocracy is perfect. What I mean by that is, is the Olympus, Olympus, lip. holy fuck. Mm-hmm. It's like the JV of speaking here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though the Olympics is supposed to be a pure sporting event where just the best, the best get to win, you know, the best win, it's not perfect. There's some problems with it. And I'm going to go into that in world records. Okay. Okay. So, world records. Yeah. In the Tokyo in the Tokyo Olympics. The Tokyo. Topo 17 Chico, the Topo Chico in the Olympics. Topo Chico. 17 world records were set. Under the 27 world records set in the Rio Olympics, which is under the 32 set in London, which is under the 40 set in Beijing. The reason I did world records is because to me when I watch the events, I'm always like there's so many world records being broken. Are we ever going to stop breaking them? Right? Like, are we just going to continually run the 100 meter faster and faster and faster? Wait, we didn't, like, how is that possible? We didn't actually run the 100 meter faster this time, right? No, we didn't this time. But I don't, yeah, that's, that's a good question. But do you know what I mean? Like, whenever I see a world record broken, it's like, well, if we keep breaking world records, like, it's like are, we, just, are we going to like. It's yeah. so cool. It's like we're evolving nutrition. We're evolving. Are we like these evolving? Bodies right. Like to be. Even are we better, evolving the human body to be even better, stronger? Right. You know? And and um, I think no. I think we have to stop at some point, right? Are we reaching the impossibility? Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the answer, but it goes with my theme that basically even in the Olympics, it's hard to take out. Not. It's not just pure sport. There's other things going on. Mm-hmm. That's that's unfortunate. But okay, like sex. There's th- village. There's three ways that mm-hmm. we. The reason that world records keep being set are three. There's three different ways, basically. Sidious, Altius, Fortius. Mm-hmm. Socioeconomic, mm-hmm. techno, new technology, and just randomness. Randomness. Okay, so we're gonna start with the first one. Socioeconomic. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is a, a lot of this is according to Nate Silver from Five Thirty Eight. Oh, great book that he yeah. wrote too. So the more open the competition and event is, the harder it is to break that record. The more open okay. it is to the field. So, for example, yeah, in Major League Baseball, before La- Latin and Black Americans were allowed to play, mm-hmm. the players had were averaging the average batting average was over four hundred. Well, yeah, that's very good. It's over four hundred. So now, like the the best batting average last year was like three thirty one. Yeah. Yeah, the top batting average last year was 331. Before black black Americans and Latin Americans were allowed to play, it was over 400. Mm-hmm. Once like the sport became more inclusive and more people were able to play, everything evened out and the averages like the averages shot downward. Mm-hmm. Why is that better pitching, right? Yeah, better pitching. So the way I look the way I look at this is like mm-hmm. if you have like 10 marbles, mm-hmm. right? And you 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 get a rug floor and you drop 10 marbles on the floor. Yeah. You drop 10 marbles on the floor. Mm-hmm. They're going to be more far apart from each other than if you had 10,000 marbles and you dropped all those on a floor. They would like the average distance between them would be less. I call it the marble metaphor. 
Hmm. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Yeah. It's basically that the less the less that the less players a sport has. Oh, I see. The less distance between them. Yeah. The less players a sport has, the more chance there is for an outlier. If you actually think about it like a bell curve, right? If you're if you're on a bell curve with four people, there's going to be a bigger difference. But if you're on it with a thousand people, obviously it's going to be much closer. You're going to be much closer to your competitor. Right. Okay. Exactly. It's do you, do you, do you see what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, there's more room for the outlier with less people. So, with, with a sport Nothing. like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will interrupt you with sound No, effects. it's good. Just That's part of my job. I'm just doing my job. It's your job. Just doing my job. The one huge way you can see this is with swimming versus sprinting. Yeah. Okay? So, sprinting, anyone, anyone can sprint. Well. Literally, like, there's no barriers to sprinting. Mm-hmm. Helps if you are, if you grow up in the streets of Jamaica... Right, right. They end up being really fucking good at it. They end up being really good. All right. So, sprinting time. Like, when you set a world record for sprinting, Mm -hmm. it is a much bigger deal than setting a world record for swimming. In swimming, in in 2016, oh, basically, since 1972, like, the gold medal match matches for swimming, 40% of those events, Mm -hmm. there will be a world record set in them. Whoa. Yeah, so isn't that crazy to think about? 40% so of the events? So we are, we are getting like better at swimming super, super fast, and we're basically we're not really getting better at running. Because there's that's, so many runners. Dude, that's why when that dude, Kevin whatever, set a world record for, for running the hurdles, yeah, it's a really big fucking deal. Setting a world record for, for and, like... Because it doesn't happen very often. Because sprinting has been open, is just open to more people. It's much harder to break records. So forty again, forty percent of final events, like the gold medal match for swimming, mm-hmm. they have a rec- a world record set in them. What about Mike? Mike yeah, Mikey P breaking records. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the same time frame, only ten percent of final track events at the Olympics have a world record set in them. Mm. So forty percent of swimming events, only ten percent of track events. Mm-hmm. Um, since nineteen twelve, the men's one hundred meter sprint time has improved about ten percent. Okay, while the men's freestyle swimming time in that same time frame has improved about 24%. Now it's time to play the Tom Cruise thing to you. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Repeat it back to me. Okay, so in, in sprinting, only 10% of the final events have a world record-breaking yeah. athlete. And then in swimming, 40% of them have a world record-breaking athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the, the, the other stat, since 1912... Mm-hmm. In the men's 100-meter sprint time, we've improved 10%, about 10%, while the men's freestyle swimming time has improved about 24%. Mm-hmm. So we were improving in swimming way, way faster. Okay, so your argument for that is because there is less people who doing swimming than there is doing running. Yeah, so basically, if you had a perfect running body... A runner body? Yeah, let's say that legs. let's say that someone was born in the world with the absolute perfect body to run. Mm-hmm. The chances are that they would end up being able to run. Like Cheetah Man? A man with a cheetah body? Like Usain Bolt. Yeah. You know, the chances are that if you're born like Usain Bolt, you're going to be able to run in the Olympics because it doesn't take many resources to go out your door and run. Yeah. Okay? But let's say that someone was born in Panama or Cameroon that had an absolutely perfect swimmer's body. They're not going to be discovered. And, and, and the right drive. Chances are that they, were just never, that they would never end up swimming. Because it's not big in the sport? 
because getting they wouldn't get the pool time. So this is okay. So this is why there's less people in swimming, is what you're saying. Yes, this is why it's just there's more equipment. You need more so, shit. Yeah. So in the sports that are that are a little easy, have less barriers to entry, right? Why do so many people play soccer? Because why well, is soccer the the sport of the world basically? In general, you just need someone's head to kick around a beheaded person. You just need like you need a a, a you don't need goals. Mm-hmm. Someone's testicles or a head. You just need a ball, ball of socks, some kind of ball. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see what I mean with swimming? Yep, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of that, we're still breaking swim times, but not really not really breaking uh, track times in the Beijing Olympics. There are forty seven track and field events. Mm-hmm. Out of those forty seven. Only five world records were set. Okay. Okay. At the same Olympics in Beijing, there were 34 swimming events. Out of those 34 swimming events, there were 25 swimming world records set. Mm-hmm. So world records for sports that are not open to everyone, they move forward much faster with world records. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. The longest, the longest swimming world record. Like this is the world record that, that has been. They're impl- the longest. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's Michael Phelps' record from the relays and individual swims of the 2008 Beijing Olympics. So, like the relay, Whoa. the U.S. relay relay team His has a speed record at the relay. It's it's the whole team. It's sorry, whole team. I said that a little little okay. confusing. Okay. The whole it, team. The whole team has a record for the relay from 2008, and then his individual swims from 2008. He has like a solid amount of records. Which still. relay is it? Is it the four by hundred? I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. Is hundred the length of the pool? Hundred meters? That's a good question. Okay. Um. In comparison, so that's from that's from 2008. That's, the important part is that the longest record in swimming is from 2008. Got it. The longest track and field w- world record mm-hmm. is like the famous long jump from US. Yeah, I've I just have I have I was literally like the climax, yeah, the of, my climax story, of your story, and you just like do you want to climax? Kind of come in. Do you want to climax? You already blew. You already blew climax me. So just say say what you have to say. I think that an open water swimming should be an Olympic sport. One hundred. Thinking about. Oh it. my god! Like, I'm so fucking. Can down. we put these guys that have only swam in a pool into like some weight into like some surf? I'm. That so, would be awesome. There's. A, I have a lot to say. Wait, I have a lot to is, say. that would be so cool. It's like a different type. It's like more realistic swimming. There, a hundred percent should be. So like the open pool, swim. the pool. Like who cares? You know, it's a pool. You know, what, you know what? I love that we're adding events because if you I love look, that we're adding. If you events. look at the amount of events, I was gonna do part like on, part on events added. Yeah, we're at like fifty two now. I think I remember. Yeah, when is biggest B rip gonna be part of the event? The biggest bong. <laughs> we're rip. at like fifty two. I think like we've added like twenty events in like not too long of a time. Do you think Jamaica would win biggest bong rip? Biggest Sprinting bong rip and bo- the bong rip team. I think the shot putters Jamaica. We got a bong I think, rip. I think team. the shot putters throwing the metal balls. They double as a bong rip team. No people, you know you can't believe Leave. Jamaica. We got a, we bong, got a bong, bong rip, rip team. team. We got a one <laughs> ripper. Um. All right, and back to my climax. Now people are like, "Where are we?" Yep. Right. So in writing, you want to put things together, right? Writer. The longest track and field world record is the famous long jump from U.S. jumper Bob Beeman at the Mexico City Olympics in. 1968 that is a record that is still stands today okay. again so the longest swimming record is about 12 years old mm-hmm. the longest track and field w- world record is from 1968 it's 53 years ago and no one is able to beat it for some reason that's crazy it's well, a that's it's a long, a long jump. record from the mexico city olympics dude in 1968 the long jumper in 1968 no one has been able to beat it no one from the summer of love, dude. New nutri- We have new nutrition. We have new technology. New training. No one can beat this record. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's fucking nuts. I mean, yeah. Good you amount. Know what of, I mean, yeah. The cocaine was really good. 
Yeah. Really coke, good. 1968 good, back there. Solid Coke back then. The other longest records in the track and field mm-hmm. that are from the high jump, which is 1996, the triple jump, 1996 as well, and the hammer throw from 1988. Wait, the hammer throw is an event? Yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't it was on. Not, I don't. Th- I didn't see it televised. It's so sad. But sometimes, like in the YouTube, there's like a. They give you like a four hour clip, and they say it's track and field, and you have right. to and dive you have through to fucking dive. the four hour. Clip. So while it is the Olympics of sport, it is the Olympic it is, of it is the fucking the like kindergarten of broadcasting. <laughs> We're like well, the athletics are so good, and the media like coverage is so bad. Why is it so fucking? It's because. It's because you basically need a cost. You need a custom app for it. You need a customized no place for it. No, that's not why. Why is it that's so bad? That's not why. Then? Why is it so bad? Just break it up. Just break it up and label it. I mean, okay. So that's what Peacock did. But there's so many. I think it's there's just so many events going on that they don't have the time to really break everything up. And they the events probably start late. You know, they are probably off schedule, and it just takes too much work to do it. I think to do it really that well. So they put those those four hour clips that they put up there. They're basically saying we punt on this. Here, just figure it out yourself. But you know why, I mean? why don't they just do it good? Because they don't have they don't have time. I think there's a ton. There's so many events that we don't even get to see televised. Well, I think that what I what I read was like there's like fifty two. What there, there's fifty two sports. Oh, I know, but there's but there's like two hundred events. No, there's like five hundred events at this point. Yeah, yeah. I hope it keeps growing. So I think the the surfing. Because the surfing conditions were bad, that was so cool. I think it, final, it was the, it was way cooler to me than if the surfing conditions were good. Because those are waves that every surfer has like that's a condition that every surfer has surfed in. Well, ones from Northern California, ones from Northern California have definitely surfed in that. Yeah, and it's like really big and it's really shitty and and it looks looks terrifying and it looks, Honestly, terrifying. It looks terrifying and you're just like, how do I even cut surf these waves? And what I realized is that when you fucking shred, you, you shred, you fucking shred. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, They're unfazed. Unfazed by the waves. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Are you guys just like, why are Adam and Noah having so much trouble broadcast? Why are they complaining so much about it? Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's just us that are just idiots and can't figure it out. What are we complaining about the broadcasting? Yeah. No. Like, do you guys feel, I just, ladies and gentlemen, dear listener, do you feel the same way? We we watched it not on a broadcast. We watched it on streaming. We watched the replays on streaming. I think that there's still a lot of people that watch it live, but then live, you only get the gymnastics or. You know, oh it's like the figure skating and the gymnastics. winner of the fuck stuff that you don't want to watch. But honestly. if you want to watch the cool shit like the kayaking or the weightlifting or the shot put or the high jump, like you got to do the streaming shit like on Peacock. Also, also YouTube TV, they're not at the Olympics, right? They have people taking... We- no, but just, just cut it. Just fucking... Just cut it and label it. This is the quarterfinals for the 100-meter sprint. This is the semifinals for the 100-meter sprint. The, it's too much work. I think it's just too much work. I mean, we got it done. Oh, we, I know what it we is. We did work on Ready? our part. I have the solution. Yeah. I have the solution. What's the solution? Okay. Ne- you, you have drones. No, you have a it's fleet a separate. No, it's a separate subscription. Yeah. It's $10 extra to get perfectly labeled Olympic events. And that's it. Then you make your money back. Wow. Now we're talking about business. Now people are signing of, he's off. the head of Peacock. <laughs> okay. So that, that was socioeconomic. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about technology. Technology? Yeah. We're breaking records. Record producing? By the way, socioeconomic, why don't we just talk about handball for a second? We're going to talk about handball now. I, I don't so know. I'm going to bring it up at halftime, honey, but you can talk about it now. <laughs> I just, I just like, if, I think an NBA, like the US NBA team 
probably watches handball and they're like, I would be the greatest player to ever play this game. Or any baseball player in the U.S. is like, I'm going to throw the ball in from half field. You think like the worst minor league baseball player is, Dude, takes a look at handball they're like, I, I should have 100% played handball. We went to a baseball game the other day and one thing that, that is just incredible about baseball players is when they catch a ball in like center field and then they, add, they throw a perfect rocket, shot, a, di- rocket. a rocket to home plate, they would just get in the handball court and throw it into the net. From half from half field. Yeah. Technology I think by the way, if if you want to choose a sport to go professional in, it would be handball. Mm-hmm. Because like it's just the level of, of athleticism is not there. Well, we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Okay. Technology. Yeah, talk technology. about socioeconomic affecting world records. Now we're gonna talk about how technology affects them. Mm-hmm. All sports in the Olympics are on unfortunately, they're affected by technology a lot more than you think. Mm-hmm. Um s- before nineteen seventy, mm-hmm. Swimmers didn't even wear goggles in international competitions. So the the problem with that is like if you're comparing people swimming before 1970 to be, without goggles, they can't see where they're going. They're yeah. getting chlorine in their eyes. Yeah. They're like you can't even compare a record from so much it should be goggle records and non-goggle records mm-hmm. for record producing. Yeah, but another another problem with swimming. Mm-hmm. The size of the of the dingers. You are just you're going with the jokes. Yeah, I don't know if they're landing. I just because they are not landing. I I I I. Let's say hi. Take a second. Hi Debbie. Hi Debbie. I respect a good joke when you have when there's a good one. But the like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Well, if my jokes don't get acknowledged, I will just keep saying them until I get some acknowledgement. (laughs) Okay. Um. Goggles. Goggles. Yeah. So basically, like swimming obviously has more technology on it than running. Um, the world records change faster with the new technology. Yeah. Um, other innovations in swimming, like in in the Beijing Olympics, mm-hmm. were 25 out of the 35. The tight suit, a tighter suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, in the Beijing Olympics, were 25 out of the 35 events had a world record in them. Shark fin suit, the shark fin stuff, right? You're just going to keep... You're, no, but that's not a joke. That's There's actually... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, shark. Yeah, yeah, Shark yeah. suit. Well, it was like they did they did research on seals, and then they give them the seal suit. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing research on seals, a shark came and ate the seal, and they realized that's what we should be mimicking, not the seal. Is that true? I th- isn't there some shark cartilage thing on the suits I remember reading about? there. It's The technology is from watching seals. It basically helps the swimmers stay more buoyant, which makes oh. less friction in the water. How do they do that? I think that came out in Beijing. So they put like seal fat on the suit? I don't know. No idea what it is. Okay. Um, but basically, some of the inventions that you wouldn't think about with swimming, um, deeper pools that make the water less ripply, better drainage in pools that keep the water smoother. Deeper pools. Computer designed swimsuits, like you were like you were talking about. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get at is that there's so many different, like so many little technological innovations that happen from Olympic to Olympic, that, um. It's just hard. It just it's, I get it. It's very hard to compare. I have an epiphany though. I have an I have a huge. Epi- I, had a, I have a huge. I, epiphany I, I, I was literally about to climax again. I have a huge you just blew epiphany. climax me for the second time. Yeah. What was your epiphany though? I have a huge epiphany. What is it? If your sport is very easily to be technologically progressed, maybe you should be doing something a little different. If we can deepen the pool, change the suits. Do all these things in this controlled environment to make the swimming faster. Why don't we just put the swimmers in the open ocean? And then we see who really gets down. 
No, I'm. Fuck, you know what I mean. No, I'm fucking in for the open ocean. That's fun. what. That's what is attractive. I think about track and field is that it's it's so stripped down. Right, but what I'm going to get to is even track and field has technology, especially this year, has been effed, effed around with with technology with technology. Okay, um, I'm just saying like it, it's such a controlled environment, and they're just, they're cranking up the variables. Put them in the ocean. What I learned from doing this, yep. is that world records don't that they're it's 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 a little bit meaningless. I don't th- I don't know, but because dude, like in in the Beijing Olympics, like they were saying that that pool was just ridiculously fast. It, the for some reason, the pool had like it was perfectly flat. It was not ripply. Had perfect drainage, and so it was like bred for world records. Oh yeah, like when they you know when they do the pan over the pools, like the diving pool. Yeah, the pool looks so sick. You're just like I am yeah, dying yeah, yeah. to jump in that but, pool. Well, I just what, so what you don't understand is yeah. that there's mm-hmm. so much technology actually that even goes into these sports that seems super stripped down. Yeah. So for example, you you bring up track and field. Mm-hmm. There's a huge controversy this year. Over the track and field world records, yeah. Um, so Nike came out came out with a shoe called the Super Spike. Uh oh. All right, and from testing, Bill Bowerman, he's gonna come back in our podcast. Oh, Bill, Bill, Bill Bowerman, yeah, the Nike dude, the Nike dude, made it with Phil, Bill and Phil. How many times has someone told you to read this the the book Shoe, shoe Dog, Dog by Phil Knight? Many times. How many or, times? Or the Patagonia book. Okay, so the Yvonne Chonard book. Lot to say. Climbing. One, I'll never read the Nike shoe book because I just don't. I just don't really care. And, and number two, I read the Patagonia book, the Let My People Go Surfing. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think it was I'm that. I'm so good. rich and chill. I just didn't now. Think, I want to go. Surfing. I didn't think it was very good. Why? It just wasn't very interesting. He started. Do you know why Patagonia? Do you know why Patagonia was successful? Yeah, because he w- obviously there was not that many people climbing, was, and he had to make obviously his own gear. he was number one a hard worker, and number two, like made good stuff. Yeah. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. There was no climbing company in the U.S., mm-hmm. so he made his own climbing gear, and people wanted it. Voila. And climbing took and off boom. also. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes go. I feel like when, when, when people, like, they put these, these founders of really successful businesses on this pedestal, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like, you know, there's a lot of people that, that made a good product that work really hard that it never works out. You mean, like, dude nature? Like, what, what I mean is, like, the tall lead. <laughs> The Talit, yeah, who would make something great so companies stupid? like the Talit or uh, <laughs> Books B and B, Books B and B. Um, so anyway, go, going back to the Nike shoe. Say, I digress. I digress. Going back I to digress. Nike, but I digress. Going but I digress. From testing, the Nike shoe has um, gives back four percent more energy per footfall than any other shoe like ever made, hmm. even against their competitors. So since they came out with the Super Spike, their competitors have have tried Puma, Adidas, and um. Someone even from Laura Healy is the is the head of Puma's research department. There was a quote from her that she admits that their shoes are about fifteen to twenty five percent worse than Nike's Super Spike. That's not good. So basically, like they're it's so much worse that they've kind of zagged in their marketing, and they're like, "This shoe is cheating." Wow. They like they a, they're attacking. They Nike's so can't shoe. match the shoe that they're like, "This is a cheat." A cheap what is shoe. the what is the Super Spike? What exactly does it do? It basically flex. It, it flexes. It has the perfect amount of flex. So when you step down, it's almost like it springs you back up. Oh, okay. do you see what I mean? It acts almost like a spring when the I'm I'm taking my hands when the shoe compresses in. Yeah, it springs you up. So were they all wearing the Nike shoes? The the well the ones that were wearing Nike shoes like the podium stats I'm gonna read are insane. Hmm. Of of the people that wore Nike shoes that won. Um, so here, here are some, here are some stats on it. 
mm-hmm. 64% of all track and field podium winners wore the Nikes. There's there's a bajillion different companies that sponsor these mm-hmm. athletes. Mm-hmm. 64% of, of them all wore ones that wore the Nikes. In short sprints, it seems that they don't matter as much, but they seem to matter a substantial amount in longer events. Wait, th- that makes sense. Why? That makes sense because if they're only 4% better, more you're going to see the benefits of more time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who wears the fucking Nikes? The U.S. team? Kip motherfucking Chogi. Kip Chogue? Yeah, Nikes. Uh, he Nike he could run barefoot. It doesn't matter. I don't think him. it would matter. It doesn't matter. For um, him. In in the longer events, mm-hmm. 10 of the 12 podium winners from the men's and women's 800 meter and 1,500 meter races wore the Nikes. 10 out of the 12. Wow. that's a subs- That is like a substantial thing that should be looked into. Right. Yeah. So is it is it cheating or is it just a better shoe? That's the question. Why would you not well, have your athlete wear those shoes though? Well, I think that's just that, sponsored by someone else. Because fucking Puma just gave you like five million dollars. Damn. So you can't wear them. But the Puma shoes are bunk. They're bunk. <laughs> they literally are so bunk that their their head of research is they're zagging in their marketing to say that they're cheating. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That sucks though. As an athlete, like if you were wearing the Puma shoes, how disappointed would you be by that? And you've been if training you were for running, if you were running your whole a, life, dude. I think it's it's clear to say with the stats. If you're running a long event, and you're not wearing the Nike Super Spikes, you are at a disadvantage. Yeah, almost like playing with in chess, playing black. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can still win, but it's easier to win as white. Yeah, yeah. In the men, in the men's and women's marathon, eight of the twelve podium spots were the Nikes, including obviously Kipchoge. Who, who is Kipchoge? Tell the Kip Chogi is. is when we went out, went over him in the uh, athlete episode. Mm-hmm. He is like the greatest marathon runner of all time. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the marathon, he's from Kenya. If you watch the marathon run this year, it is absolutely insane where he finishes. And there's him and everyone else. Yep. He's the Michael Feezy of, of marathon, but he might be more dominant when he's running. It looks like it's a different running form from a normal human. from a Jewish person. It, from a Jewish person, it is it's a different species. Jew- it looks like he's fly- It looks like he's floating or flying. It looks like he's on a hovercraft. It looks like he barely touches. the It ground. looks like he's hover. He's barely touching the ground on hovercrafting. When me and you run, it looks. It seems like a like a like a seal walrus so trying he, to crawl he, around. When he's finishing the marathon, you can watch it. There's no one behind him on the road. He finishes right. with a smile with no one around him, and the next person, they're all fighting for a second. He finishes not giving a fuck. He just finishes right. His mile time was like somewhere in the four minutes mm-hmm. for a marathon. And he just like, he seems like he, he was going to go work out afterward. Yeah. Like that was his morning. He's essentially the Usain Bolt of marathon yeah. running. All right. So Kevin Wilhelm is the dude who won the 400 meter hurdle and set a world record. And again, setting a world record in sprint in a sprint is a really big deal because it doesn't happen. So what a dragon feel very thing often. with him. So they checked his boots. They checked yeah. his boots. They checked so his blood. While his so he did not wear the uh the Nike. The Nike so the Nikes are called the Vaporflies. My bad. Mm-hmm. He did he did he is sponsored by Puma. So he he didn't wear the Nikes and he still set a world record. And he says that the Nike Vaporflies, this is a quote from him. He says they're bullshit and they ruined the sport. Wow. Strong words. Yeah. He said he's tried the Nikes and he said that it feels like a trampoline. What? There was there was another quote from another athlete that said that she doesn't train with the Nikes because you'll because, lose your edge. Because they're fucking too good and she just she basically uses them for competitions. Yeah. Um Hey, can I pause you really quick? Yeah. There's a super cool woodpecker outside. Oh, damn it. It just flew away as you turned around. Fuck. It was a nut hatch. 
<laughs> show you, I'll show you my fucking nut hatch. <laughs> mm-hmm. right, it was so, a ligma. All right, so that's so a that's te- that's technology, Adam. Yep. Yeah, technology. Okay, random shit is basically like the condition of the ra- of the race. Mm-hmm. So this year for swimming, normally they always have the swimming events in the afternoon. For some reason, swimming in the afternoon is like you swim faster. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. This year they they held them in the morning. If this wait really when you swim in the afternoon you swim faster. Does I don't know what go, it is. Does this have anything to do with your workout theory? It has to do with that working out in the afternoon is better. I have that theory, and oh my god, I didn't even put the two and two together. Yeah, I did it for you. Yeah, thank you. I hate working out in the morning. Mm-hmm. I absolutely despise it. I just think you have no nutrition. It just doesn't work out. Yeah. So yeah, if you swim in the afternoon, you do better. And this this Olympics, they had it in the morning, right? So that affects world records. Um. Going to the marathon, it was super fucking hot. It was super hot during the marathon, so Kipchoge didn't set a world record. His world record is two is two hours and one minute for the marathon. I think he was at like two hours and seventeen minutes or something. Okay, so it was really hot. It was yeah, he was way off. Um, and then like he's run in a controlled. He's em- fucking lazy. They put him in. They put him in a controlled environment, mm-hmm. and he he's run a marathon in perfect conditions in under two hours, like an indoor track or an something. indoor track. So all that is to show that the conditions on the day matter a huge amount for these athletes. Under two records. hours. Yeah. For, do under, you know how many miles that is? In 2019, he ran. He ran in a controlled setting. He ran a marathon in under two hours. What is it? Hours. 26.3 or whatever. Yeah. What is it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Under two hours. Yeah, it's fucking insane. The big question, Adam. Mm-hmm. Will we ever stop breaking records? Yeah, will we? Okay. In short, the answer is yes. We will definitely stop breaking them. When are we going to stop? So you can you can see this by looking at new sports. Versus old sports, new mm-hmm. sports such as swimming versus sprinting, equestrian. Are there equestrian, equestrian records yeah. being broken? The, yeah, the, the new sports have a very a way higher rate of record breaking than old sports. Old sports like For sprinting, sure. or like the long jump, which we haven't broken in fifty three years. Yeah, they don't get broken very often. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can look at the, looking at the marathon records between men and women is pretty telling. Yeah. So women were not allowed to compete in the marathon until nineteen eighty four. Um, since nineteen eighty four, because they basically recently started competing. They have shaved 10 minutes off of the world record marathon time. Mm-hmm. In that same time from 1984, the men have only shaved off five minutes. So that yeah, shows that sense. like the older the sport is, the less decay the there older, is. The older, more world. crowded. We're yeah. slowing down. We're slowing down. We're slowing down. Oh, so the rate of break is slowing the down. Ra- the rate of break slows down. And how about like the, the delta of the, of the record being broken? Like how much better the record was from the previous one? It must be very small now. Yeah, well, I think you can you can see that with that decay rate. Oh, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different, right? Okay. Yeah. A base, but you can you see right that it's slowing down. Well, I'm assuming that that would also be the case. That in sports like swimming, maybe if the record was, I'm just gonna throw a random. Yeah, random, it, is, record a, it was is. Thirty seconds. You're going a little bit into the data where well, it's, it'd be cool. it's, it'd be cool to see. it's a little bit cool inconsequential. To no, be it's not. It's, it's, no, it's not because that's how acceleration is is measured. Right, the change over time. So right. the the acceleration of the record breaking would be more in sports like swimming than in track and field. I just I think it's cool to think about. Okay, keep going. Thanks. Wow. Um, <laughs> research by Alan Neville. Fuck me. A biostatistician at the University of Wolverhampton in England. He shows that world records tend to accumulate slowly at first. Then then they go through a period of rapid acceleration as new technology and trainings are adopted, and mm. more people compete. Acceleration. Once that like golden era ends. Uh, the record-breaking curve flattens out. In 2008, a Paris-based researcher, Jeffrey B- Berthelot, 
totally. Mm-hmm. Looking at more than 3,000 world records from 147 sporting events in the Olympics, going all the way back to 1896, when he plotted the records over time, he found an exponentially decaying rate. And as he said, a major global fading of world record progression. Um, two-thirds of track, track and field events have stagnated since the early 1990s, and the rate has also sold for other individual sports. Um, okay. He so, says, he says yeah. you see it now, the athletes are approaching their biomechanical limits. So we are actually going to hit the ceiling. So we are. So statistically, we are slowing down. What's the what is the the hundred meter time is is the nine second time right? Is it nine seconds? I don't know. I think that it's either nine or oh my god. So it's either nine or seven. But I was reading an article that saying it's it's almost physically impossible to break that barrier nine or seven. Right. So so we are totally slowing down with the world records. And the one thing that does you know, make us make records happen. And then you're just like, was it really the sprinter or was it the te- technology? So like this year, also the track this year mm-hmm. supposedly was like super bouncy. Mm-hmm. So if you're on a super bouncy track, it's, e- it's just like what the thing I learned from researching all this is that really it just matters who won that day. And the world record is like, it's, it's hard to say who's better than the other because the conditions are so, the technology is so different. Yeah. I see. But it is crazy that in track and field, with all this new technology, with all the new diet and training, there's some records that like are 30 years old and one that's like 53 years old. Yeah. I'm, yeah and there it is. I, I, like, I like that we are moving sports away from the conditions to the real. I like the cross-country running. Was that a sport? We definitely didn't see it. I think that might be a sport. Was that a sport? That's, that's super... So, to me, Like that stuff is awesome because it's, I, it's more real. I agree. I like the sports that are not... Uh, control this much. I'm not saying the 100 meter was isn't like my favorite thing ever. 100 meter is my favorite event amazing. for sure. Obviously amazing. But I think that the open water swim would be like really When cool. do you think when do you think these sprinters are going to get the memo that maybe taking off that really heavy gold chain would improve their time? It wouldn't though because that's the sole chain. Yeah, because if you lose the chain, you lose the soul. You lose the soul and then, and you, then can't you can't fucking run it. Then you can't fucking run it. It's basically your mojo. Like we were talking about it, you like at the level they're at, that chain has an effect on their sprinting. It must. It must. Like, we're talking about, like, 4% feedback on the shoes. Like but they need that ice, though. They need to feel icy. You need the, the ice. The 100-meter sprint is absolutely amazing, and I was just really sad this year that the broadcasting was so bad that we couldn't see the lead-ups to it. What was your favorite body of the Olympics? Every sport is One a different body. One thing that body. we love, yeah. m- even more than the Olympics, is the body. It's just looking sport at the different bodies, bodies of the sports. So, yeah. like, in volleyball, they have a very skinny, tall yogi body. Very yogi, very yoga body. Kind of, kind of fleshy, but skinny. No, it's very I mean, tall. It's really, it's a nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's very, it's very, it's not muscly though. That's right. the thing. And then like the weightlifter because body, because you have to snap your arm. You when just you snap hit the your ball. The weightlifter snap body is fat. Oh my god, just a fat mountain. mountain it's just of a man. mountain of man. Yeah, man, that, mountain. that couldn't, that couldn't, probably couldn't run like a, a minute. No, absolutely not. My favorite body. Favorite bod. We didn't watch the gymnastics. I mean, that's probably the best bod. Oh, I, I saw a little bit. They have amazing bods. Yeah, their bods are incredible. They have more realistic bods for me and you, though. They're really short, and, and the dudes are, like, super unbelievably strong. Unreal it's, strong. It's a rip session. I, I really like the javelin body. I think that was my favorite body. It has really Ooh. amazing shoulders and arms. Amazing shoulders and arms and a very lean torso. The fucking shot put body is gorilla. No, that that's a gorilla body again. Gorilla body. Yeah, not Fuck. A, not I desirable. Felt like we did see an event with good bod. Yeah, the pole vault had a great bod too. Once again, a really amazing shoulders and arms, but lean, 
very lean too. Yeah, Olympic body is fantastic. Olympic bodies are really cool. Um, fuck, there was something I was gonna say and I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well that was that was world record. I just hope that like people are obsessed with the swimmer bod. I want people to know there's more bods out there for you. If you're into the I mean, swimmer bod, let me be honest. The, look at the, the other swimming, bods. We just didn't swimming doesn't just doesn't do it for me. I you, just don't really care. You don't like the kayaking bods or the skateboarding bods? I think the kayaking is sick. I. Th- I, what's funny, and you were saying this about this, the skateboarding, is that back in the day when there was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, mm-hmm. people were like really psyched about someone landing a kickflip and like, and yeah, then like grinding. Yeah. And now the tricks they are doing are absolutely insane. Gotta say, skateboarding was awesome. It was really, really cool. And they're so much better than they were. They're when just we were so much better. The X Games. They're so much better when than Tony the X Hawk's Games. Pro Skater came out. These yeah. dudes are fucking way better. These dudes are amazing. These dudes are so Wait, much they're better. They're so good. They're doing. They're it, jumping like uh, t- uh, twelve flights of stairs, like it's nothing. I thought rail. it was crazy that one dude when he dropped in just did a backflip, nuts into like the drop in. They're like it's real. They're like real athletes now. Oh, they're so good. They're so good now. It's amazing. I thought the surfing was fucking dank. I think, and, and all this to say also that let's talk about the handball body. Mm-hmm. Um, YMCA. Can we do halftime, honey? And then wait, we're, hold on. We're JCC. Gonna get, we're gonna get into I mean, I, I I went to the gym the other day. I saw a bunch of handball players. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna get into hand, handball. Okay. Okay. This is the ha- um. Blah. Before we do that, we're gonna take a quick break, and then after the break, it's gonna be time for the halftime, honey, and we can talk about handball. I'm dying to talk about handball. Do I have to wait till after the song? Say what you have by handball right now. I just like could it could it be a cool sport? You that's that cool that is my no. I have a, I get it. We get it, I get a sick pleasure from watching it. Like it, it it's both it's both. This is incredibly dumb, and and, and then some and then sometimes like it's like oh that was a cool move. Sometimes like this is basketball and soccer combined. Sometimes yeah, and then sometimes you're just like this is super dumb. Right. One thing that's dumb about handball, there is no shot clock. So so this is a game where. Or controlling the ball is even easier than ba- basketball is, is even easier than basketball. This is the halftime honey <laughs> toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story and Noah responds to this immediate thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Noah, what are we drinking today? We're drinking Jack Daniels. Thank you so much for the weed. They look, Once don't again, we're smoking hey Jack, weed and not doing hey Jack, Jack Daniels honey. Jack, you don't need to be embarrassed about telling the world that you are making weed. No. Okay. You don't have no, to just, no, just send it. Everyone. You don't have to send it to us in like a guilty thing. Like this is our passion project. We don't want to tell everyone. Also, the bag. You can of tell money, people that you guys grow the weed. Don't stop sending us so much money. Also, it, you send us way too much money. We do. Yeah. What do we do? What are we gonna do with it? Take a bath and all, in it? and the cocaine. It's just not something that we really like, but we do appreciate it. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Jack. The white grouper. The Please white. Drop off the white grouper at the yeah, California yeah, yeah. coast. <laughs> um. Give, give me it. So it goes out to. Uh, the USA handball team. We're going to do a little segment called Why Don't We Have a Handball Team? Right. We being the United oh, States so of America. Oh, so this is our time to talk about handball now. Yeah, this is our time to talk about handball now. Okay. So, right. So, handball. When we think of handball, you say, what the fuck is that? I wa- I'm watching the sport and I'm saying, these people throw like a, like a, a five-year-old. They're throwing the ball back and forth. It's like they never played they're, baseball. Because they're Europeans. They're not like stepping through with their throws. No. They're doing like a... They're, do, they're doing like... Uh, I, a third baseman in baseball would be the greatest handball player to ever play. He would take the ball and throw it... Absolutely in, He would throw it into the net every single time from half field. Right. It's not Nomar Garcia Parra. It's like... 
who just rips it to the first baseman. It's it's this little flick throw, and I'm like, these I guys think, suck. I just think that like so when you see, I just think that Americans because baseball is like a huge baseball is big here. Yeah. The Americans are just good at throwing shit. We're good at throwing shit and catching shit. Yeah, and when you see like a Euro sport like handball and they're throwing and catching, you're just like, just this like, isn't at that same level. Right. And when you see the handball, I, I it's hard to see because you don't have to dribble in handball, right? No. You just run and jump. And you're basically running at someone, jumping and throwing a ball into a pretty big net. From here point is the range. biggest issue with handball. Mm-hmm. In basketball, as like I said... There, in basketball, a sport that is harder to control the ball because you have to dribble, there's a shot clock of 24 seconds. And that is because you have to force them to go or they can hold the ball. So, Handball, yeah. while there is no backcourt violation or eight-second rule, they can literally just, like, <laughs> if they're winning the game and there's, like, two minutes to go, they'll just pass the ball around. Right. around. There's no shot clock again. It, it seems is, like it needs a rule. It's a subjective a shot two. clock where the ref has to give them a warning for, like, delay of game. Un- it's unreal. It's like a gentleman. It's, it's like a gentleman's sport it's, to go shoot the no, ball. No, it's literally like a gentleman's sport where if you have two minutes left, you're just a dick if you hold the ball. Okay, so when we're watching it, we were wondering and making all sorts of jokes about where is the skill in this handball team? Because it's dudes run. You don't have to dribble. They're literally running at people, jumping and trying to throw the ball in the net. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. And then we saw Braun. Right. Who is Braun? Right, right. Mikkel there Hansen was a fucking on Denmark, Denmark player who, who is Braun. The Braun. announcers are basically like, this guy is the shit. He is. 500 goals in the right. Olympics. He holds all the records. So he's basically Braun. And Braun was just shitting on people. Honestly. He was shitting on he was shitting on people. And he was doing the Braun thing where he doesn't play defense either, which was tight. Because he was just shitting on people. He was shitting on people. Mm-hmm. Um also in handball, it I'm not gonna say it's not like it doesn't seem like a brutal sport because mm-hmm. like they're basically allowed to foul the shit out of each other. Yeah. It's very confusing. It's so confusing. Good defense in handball because someone doesn't need to dribble and it's very easy to throw a ball into a net. Good, good defense and handball is to, is to grab someone. So now we're doing why the sport is so stupid, which I think we needed to do anyway. No, but I but I think that the sport has potential. Wait, but okay, so if you the foul, there's no penalty for a foul. We need to the, here's a the foul thing. is defense and handball. Do you just know grabbing someone and throwing them to the ground is right. Is just, defense. Just do you know how like like FIFA like FIFA the soccer organization? I know you guys are like stop talking, stop fucking talking about soccer. But the FIFA soccer organization is was so corrupt right for so long. Once finally they they effed America over, and then America did an investigation, and we like we caught them, right? So what I feel like, and Europeans, we love you, but what I feel like for handball is that we it needs some America in it. Yeah, it just needs to be like competitivized. All right, well, let me talk to you about the America inside of the handball. Okay, so the USA handball team is four twenty five and one. That's four wins, 25 losses, and one draw somehow. Damn. All time in Olympic competition. Damn, do we suck. All time. And had to withdraw from the 2021 handball championships and the Olympics because of COVID-related issues. Okay? No. Yes. The last time we qualified for the Olympics in handball was in 1996. Do you know why? No. It was because the Olympics were in Atlanta, and the host country automatically makes it in. Do 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 you know why that we can't qualify also? Why? There's this really good handball player... Named LeBron James, but he <laughs> plays a different sport. Yeah. Also, a really good handball player, Mookie Betts. <laughs> yeah. He plays baseball. Right. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth would have been a great supposedly Hank Aaron <laughs> would have been the best handball player to ever play. Okay. So why are we so bad at it? It's pretty obvious, right? There's it's no, obvious. There's basically no colleges that play it. There's basically there's not much demand or interest in the sport. It's not a major sport at all. It's very niche. In Northern Europe, it's a very big sport. 
they really like it. Like in Denmark, in, in the Nordic countries, they love handball. They play a shitload of handball. Here's the thing. I also I think that there are huge huge problems with the sport right now. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem for me is that can be easily solved. Put a shot clock in the sport, and then it's solved. We're done. They don't have basketball gyms over there. Like in Denmark, they have handball gyms. That's how big it is. I knew a kid from Denmark in in Thailand, and he was like an a, he was an athlete, and that was his sport was handball. So also this sport, it's not that accessible. It's for biggies. We thought it was. For, we were watching it like this might be for biggies. No, it's, it's for biggies, hundred percent. Most of the best players and the guys in the middle are six five and six five at least. Right. Well, basketball. Yeah. Guess yeah, what? It's for biggies. Also basketball. Yeah. So most of the U.S. players on the team that sucks balls right now are dual nationals. They're like Swedish or Danish or Norwegian or something, and also from the U.S., um, including... So there's one player on the team named Ty Reed who played football at Alabama. Um, he says that the guys... He also plays in at a club level internationally. Okay. He says that the guys that play at club level internationally are NFL prospect level athletes. What? Yeah. So he's he's 6'2". He played four years at Alabama. And he, like, is on the bench on one of these teams, these club teams. Oh, so he says they're actually real athletes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he says if you're going to be one of the guys in the middle, like three guys in the middle, you have to be, like, an NFL, the size of a big, really big NFL, like, defensive end. Wait, I think that this is a great... If you're, like, a college football player that was, like, obviously really good, you played at a big program, but you can't play pro, this is a great avenue for you. Hold on. Just listen to me. Yep, yep. If, like, you're a great football player, right? You're right. a D one at, at a big school, but you're not gonna go pro. Mm-hmm. What a great avenue! Just go play some fucking handball. Right. Well, you know, you know the best uh, player on the U.S. rugby sevens team. What's I didn't his name? see Perry I'm... something Perry. Okay. He he played in college football, and then he got drafted by the Eagles. But then he had some injury stuff, and he ended up playing arena football. And then he was like, fuck arena football, I'm going to go try to play rugby. And now he's the best, he's one of the best rugby sevens players in the world. Of course. He's yeah. incredibly fast. Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. So, guess guy, what? It's to, really hard to play football and basketball. Right. But so he says, like, these guys are real athletes. And we saw the one dude on, on Denmark, the nonstop dude, he looked like a real athlete. So that was not the best player. That was, no, kind of looked like in, the my, best player. in our mind it was, yeah. it was because his endurance was amazing. It was amazing. Look, we're into look. We liked the handball. Let's I fucking be, in the handball. I fucking was super into it. But but the thing where it's like they're winning by one, mm-hmm. and they're just passing the ball around, and they're like, "Come on, the ref has." They're, they're like, "Come on, ref! Like, give them a warning delay of game." No, that's so stupid. I agree. This what are we doing shit. here? Okay, so the head of USA Team Handball, then Ryan Johnson. Okay, he's his LinkedIn says he's the CEO of USA. That is Team an handball. American name if I've ever heard. He one. spent the last eight years trying to market USA Wrestling. So trying to make that a bigger sport. And now he's the CEO of, a, of USA Handball. In, the dude that takes on sports yeah. that are not huge. His goal is to get us competitive by the 2028 Summer Olympics in LA, where we will we'll automatically qualify. So he wants us to be competitive by then. Here's his LinkedIn, okay? The first, the first thing on LinkedIn. Director of Marketing at Utah Valley State University. Assistant Athletic Director of South Dakota State. Right. So not only are we not getting the best athletes, we're also not getting the best executives for the handball program. Then Director of Sales for USA Wrestling and now CEO of Team Handball. Where did they pull this guy from? Right. This guy was like, you know what? I'm never going to make it as an athletic director, so fuck it. I'm going to be the CEO of Team Handball. I think handball is a great place for second chances. (laughs) Handball, America's second chance sport. Get your second chance. Get your second chance. Handball. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what my, my, my toast is the handball. Really, if I'm summing it up, honestly, I would, Here. I would die, I would die for the U.S. My toast of this Jack, dude, I would, I would die for the U.S. to have a handball team. Honestly, 
Just take retired and basketball players. Oh, oh, Kevin Garnett wouldn't be good at handball. Said by no one. Said by no he one. He would fucking be the unbelievable. Yeah, do you think Mikkel Hansen, the best player in the world, the Bron James of handball, who's 6'5", all of a sudden he sees Kevin Garnett, a seven-foot giant, with the Kevin Garnett face. Oh. And the Kevin Garnett's like, I'm going to kill you. And if Kevin you Garnett played handball and me. he was bad. One, yeah, thing that, right. one thing that we didn't see, unfortunately, in handball was a goalie getting getting pegged in the nuts with the ball, which right. must happen one thing all that's the time. Like, so, the, so when the handball players, people are like, I haven't even seen handball. If you haven't seen it, you need you should watch it. It's 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 so entertaining because it is so bizarre. When when the goalies go to save a shot, number one, they don't wear goalie gloves because handball is in its infancy and they haven't figured <laughs> anything out yet. So they, they spread their legs out to kick save it. And what we want to know is how many times does someone just rip a shot right into their nuts? <laughs> and we didn't see a nutter, and that was awful, not seeing a nutter. No, it was awful. You watch handball for a nut shot. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> just why, an extreme that's shot that's why most right to someone's balls. Okay, how do the Olympics make money? We're done with handball? We got to be done with handball because we have to keep going. It's fucking sad. We're not done with handball. I looked up. I'm not done. I looked up where to play handball in the Bay Area. Okay, Let's there's there's go. something called Cal Heat, which runs like you can play on a field and they have like little goals and you know you can play for fun. And they also have le- there's also sort of a league here, but it's the it's <laughs> very strange. Again, though, it's not a sport for short people. No, th- that that's what sucks about <laughs> you it. You have I, to be able to throw it over people. No, it's for biggies. It's for biggies. <laughs> right. It's kind of a basketball thing. Which is lame. Right, right. Which is kind of lame. Hey, also, why do we suck at volleyball? Beach volleyball? There's also... The men. Do you know that there's EA Sports has a handball video game? It just only released in Europe. Are you fucking kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Can we get that wait, shit? We're not... <laughs> wait, I want to play that we're right now. That so what happens in the game when you're just... When you're when you're beating someone by one point and you're just like, there's five minutes left and you're like, yeah. all right, I'm going to hold no, it. Because there's no shot clock? Right. Then right. like the other person starts literally punching you. There is this like level of a product that the U.S. audience expects that handball is not exactly. I think there. there's a level of product the U.S. audience expects that they just don't get in the Olympics because the, it's brought down a level. Also, like wrestling for the vast majority of people, how are you going to sell that to the Wait, vast majority? Wait, I of people? fucking love the wrestling, mm-hmm. but I understand that. Oh, I think that's the best body for me is the lightweight wrestlers. Yeah, dude, they they look like they would like tear someone apart with their hands. Um, how do the Olympics make money? Basically, how do they keep running? We have a bogey in here. Weed. Did you see the bogey? Yeah, we have a, we have a um, female. We have bogey. All right, bogey, go, go, bogey. go, 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 go. Okay, so pre-1970, basically before television broadcasting, the Olympics were not nearly as big. The events were mostly publicly funded. We're basically talking about under a billion dollars for those games. Anything before 1970. Okay, so but a billion seems like a lot, right? Yeah. Well, the Sochi Olympics cost $50 billion. They cost the ones in Russia. Billion dollars? Fifty billion. So compare that How to many less years than ago was one that? billion. Sochi was like two thousand fourteen or something. Something around there. The, the one in Russia. Fifty Wasn't billion. Wasn't that long ago? Yeah. By the way, the last three Olympics are gonna be all in Asia. I was just I was Do looking at that. Yeah. Russia's get Russia gets the World Cup and the Olympics. When does it have the World Cup? It it wasn't the last World Cup there? Wasn't it? Was like, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, because Qatar is the next one. Qatar. Right? Was it? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think Fuck. you're right. Okay. But like, it's like, how much money are they right. passing? So, so basically, the Olympics pre-television broadcasting was a different beast. It was a much smaller animal, the modern Olympics. And then in post-1970, it has blown up to a massive, massive thing. Yeah. Okay. But basically 50 times the size. Right. But you're like, how do we make money? Because they have to build this. So that was, build that the was my question is, I'm looking, I'm looking at these games. 
and I'm looking at all of just Custom the, shit the design done. work that they have just for the broadcasting where it has a logo and it has giant billboards and they have security people and they have fences the and like stadiums, how are they dude? paying for like all this the stuff? Sta- the skate park they have to build well, or the yes. fucking all that shit. I know, but there's a level of detail that they do have where it's like, and then they have to pay people to manage the events and like this whole thing. You know what I mean? They have to block off the beach. Like how much does that cost just for surfing? You can right. only imagine. Right. And that's probably the best surfing spot in Japan. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay. So post 1970, um, the participants in the Olympics and the number of events increased threefold. So the participants tripled and the number of events also tripled. So for example, in Mexico, um, Mexico was 1972. I think, I think it's 1972. Please don't hate me if I'm wrong. Um, that is when the Olympics really started to take off and it started to get tarnished a little bit with their image in Mexico. There were a bunch of protesters that were shot. And of course, in Wait, why I, I don't know that story. I know the one coming up. Why were they protesting? I don't know why they're protesting. Okay. In Munich, you know what happened in Munich, right? Israeli athletes yeah. were kidnapped yeah. and killed. 11 of them in, in 1976, I believe. I got really into that story. I don't know if it's good for this pod, but right, a it's dark. really, really dark. Yeah. Dark shit. And those were, those, so those were, that was there in was a Germany. Movie, wait, but you know that, if you see, have you seen the movie with the Jew? Is, yeah, is the Eric actor. B, Eric Bana? Yeah. The, is he Jewish? I don't think, I don't know. How could you not be Jewish? And he's do that? really good looking. I, he's very good looking. But he, they basically, it, they go into like the Mossad, how the no, Mossad yeah. got. So there's right. a whole afterwards of Munich, right? Even even to like modern times where they're trying to hunt down and kill basically everyone involved with it. Mossad. Good. Blah, blah, blah. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So we that's a whole thing. It's interesting to read about. It's also, it was also very dark. It's a dark thing. Yeah. Okay. And awful. Okay. So that was fucked up, right? Yeah. In Montreal in 1976 was the first giant loss of money. So the short, the short answer to my question of how the Olympics make money is they don't make money. They lose really? lots of money. Yeah. yeah. The country loses lots of money. The country loses a lot of so money. So this is like the World Cup. This is the yeah. whole controversy with the World Cup. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, uh, But I'm wondering how they, it keeps running then. Okay, I know. Right. I know. Let so me explain. Go ahead. Yeah. The country, while the country definitely loses money. Bogey. While the country loses money, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that individuals aren't getting very rich from yes. it. Yes. Okay, good point. Right. Yeah. There's still people making money, just not the cities themselves. <clears throat> okay. 1976 ended up with $1.5 billion in debt, the city of Montreal, which took three decades for taxpayers to pay off. So they were basically still paying it off. Damn. From their, So what happens is you, you sort of give away the future of your city to the Olympics, and you put it on the taxpayers, which people are getting wise to. So why do they do it? Yeah, exactly. Why do they do it? Oh, oh, oh I know. Why, is, do you, why do you think I think it's like a volcano. Ready? ready? I think it's like a volcano. Okay. But like reverse. So a volcano, reverse is, volcano. is a short-term cooling period followed by a long-term warming. Mm-hmm. I think the Olympics are definitely like a medium, short to medium-term loss. But then after that, the branding you get for your city is humongous. Okay. So that's what they argue, the mayors, right? I would argue that, that yeah. They're like, we want to put our city on the map. You do. We we want to get back into the on the world stage. We want to show everyone this. It's almost this not city. E- it's almost not even a city anymore. It's really a country. So all. Do you know what I, but do you know what yeah. I mean though? Yeah. It's really like because the surfing has to be at a certain spot. Well, it's like it, the main event is at a city. It is like a country. What city? It's a, it's what's essentially a country? Oh, because it was Tokyo this year. Yeah. The city. Right. So that's what people say, but that is not what happens. There is. No evidence that there is any long-term gain in tourism or anything like that. 
because of the Olympics. The oh, o- oh, okay, I see. Yeah. The only Olympics that made a profit was the last Los Angeles Olympics in 1979. I have written down 1979, but it could be wrong. Okay, so basically after Montreal, after Munich and, and Mexico City, nobody wanted the Olympics. Really? Nobody wanted them because the image was completely But tarnished. don't they, oh, because of the, what happened with Munich and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. And they were losing tons of money yeah, wait, in Also, Montreal. besides all this stuff, security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Just like the, the security right. risk to have t- all these, all these like the pride so how much you think of these security, countries How much do you think spot? the security costs in, to- in Tokyo? It has to be the biggest percent of the whole cost of the thing. It was $2 billion just for security. I would, $2 I, billion. Would, I would think it was more. Because security has gone up, obviously. The cost. Dude, yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. So, LA did make a profit. They made a profit of $215 million. The only Olympics ever to make a profit, of course, in the U.S. Yeah, baby. That Because they relied on existing stadiums and infrastructure in the city. Because like you were saying, when, so, when, a, city, when a city hosts the Olympics, they have to build stadiums. They have to build housing for the athletes. Oh, my they have God. To, they have to, like in Beijing, they had to make the airport twice as big. For the so, influx of people that again, come in, it, but it, yeah, again. So it's the Olympics of athleticism, the Olympics of logistics, mm-hmm. and the fucking first grade of broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so this is from the uh, the Economist. Here's a breakdown of the cost for the last couple of Olympics: forty five billion for Beijing Summer Games in two thousand eight, fifty billion for the Winter Games in Sochi, in Rio twenty billion. And then Pyeongchang, South Korea, $13 billion, And I think Tokyo is going to be $15 billion. So Rio was, was where there were all the protests, right? That was like a big thing. Well, Rio... Do you remember that? Because people weren't yeah. eating and they were having the Olympics. No, not only that, but they, they wiped out like tenement apartment buildings to build Olympic right. Olympic. And this is happening housing. with guitar too for the World Cup. With the guitar? Where they have like slaves making the stadiums for the World Cup. Well, yeah. Okay, so with the labor, right, you think that... Also, mayors argue that we will get the Olympics and it will create tons of jobs, right? Jobs, trigger jobs. Yeah, yeah. But what actually happens is those jobs don't go to unemployed people. Those jobs already go to people that are employed. It doesn't, it, you don't take unemployed people and put them on those jobs. It goes to already people that are working. Okay. So it doesn't happen. It doesn't create more jobs. Really? Yeah. But then, but then who, okay, so then if it goes to the employed people, the playing devil's advocate for a sec, mm-hmm. and the employed people go to the Olympic jobs, who takes the employed people's jobs? Uh, I think that once they finish those contracts, they're probably just moved to the Olympic contracts is how it works. Because these, these things are done like tw- 10 or 12 years in advance. You know what I mean? I'm just speculating. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. All right. So, but you're saying that it doesn't make the jobs. It doesn't make jobs. Okay. The, okay. the Amazon thing, basically. Yeah, the Amazon thing. So... Right now, since this, we've had this giant loss of money and the, the shit happened in Rio, we've swung back to people pulling away from the games, so much so that the IOC, the Olympic Committee, does not publicize like they used to the process of choosing a city. <laughs> I love it. They, they're just like, fuck this. We're so getting the so pro- much bad press. The process, We're not going to do The process this. now is begging. Because people, people will pull out. Like Boston, Boston right. pulled out because they, they were elected to be a host city. And then they pulled out because they said, as the mayor said, in quotes, I refuse to mortgage the future of the city away. Also Boston. Also, that's really that's Boston. Though. This is this is a Bill Simmons bit, but I but I will <laughs> say it, better than me. that that like I don't think there's any city that would be worse to host the Olympics in as in the local populace. Yeah, the they, townies. The townies hate hated me when I lived there because mm. I was from California. They don't like they're in Boston. Boston is a, it's not like New York. 
New York, New York's a city of transplants, right? Mm-hmm. People from all over, international. Boston is a city of a lot of townies that have never, ever, ever left the city of Boston. Yeah. They, they don't, like, want people from outside in the city. Yeah. So, here's the problem, right? The bid itself for the Olympics, it cost $200 million. Just the bid to get the Olympics with the con- with the contractors you have to hire, with the lawyers you have to hire, and shit like that. And right. getting things ready. So just bidding it. Just bidding is very expensive. So they fucking hate. It's $200 million? Yeah, so there's a lot of people who say that if you're a developing country, you should not be able to host the Olympics at all. Because there's so much infrastructure and money that already needs to be in place in order to do this. It will break you. Like it broke Rio. Is Rio still like recovering from it? Oh yeah, absolutely. They don't use... The stadiums that they built in Rio, they don't use for anything else. Really? Those stadiums are just vacant. And the, the Olympic... Uh, the what's it called? Olympic Village was supposed to be turned into apartments, right? That hasn't happened. They're empty. Okay, I just feel like with the Olympics, you have to think that what's happening is that the yeah. country is getting bankrupt, so the, the people are getting shit on more, and there's some individuals that are getting super rich. Right, so what ends up happening is that the taxpayers just pay off this bill from the Olympics for decades, and it's nothing. So the answer it is it, it doesn't make any money. Okay, so, so they don't publicize... Yeah, how people get the Olympics because because it's a begging, it's a beggars. Yeah. So why did pe- why did people keep doing this, right? Well, there was a guy who wrote three books about this, about the Olympics and the World Cup and how they should actually work and the problems with how they work right now. His name is Andrew Zimbalist. So he's a professor at Smith College. So what's up? So he says part of the part of the problem is bad incentives. So uh, if you're hired to do an Olympic bid, like you're the contractor that the city hired. To say, hey, should do we have the infrastructure to do this? Like, can we actually handle this? What are you going to say? Are you going to say no? Because if you say no, then you're never going to be able to do another economic study for a major sporting event. And he says this is a oh huge issue. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Let, me, let, me just, let me just get it. Because So you're doing the study for the city yeah. to say that they should be yes or no. If you say no, you'll never get hired again. Yeah, so if they say yes, guess what? They get hired again and again and again to do more things for the because city. They get, because they, cause they get, get hired by people that want to do the fucking yeah, event. so if you're saying no, you're basically saying no to a boatload of money. That's insane. It's insane, but we, we see it happening all the time, right? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's just, they're getting hired by people that want the event. Mm-hmm. They churn out the yes. Guess what? You want to make them happy, so they churn you the want yes. more money. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Okay, so... The bid itself, $100 million. Security, like I said, $2 billion. There's hospitality for the athletes. This is why it costs so much. The se- dude, the security for me is where I think that, I don't know, that would be my nightmare. So in these summer games, there was over 400 events and 10,000 athletes. Right. As well as millions of tourists coming into the city. So that's why a lot of places like Rio and Beijing have to, they have to do Tons of work on oh the roads God, on air, and airports. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. Tokyo had to do all that shit. Yeah. And then didn't reap any of the benefits from people coming there. So the what he says, Andrew Zimbalist, about why Tokyo wanted to host the Vans again is because during the first Olympics that they hosted, it was after World War II, which is they were trying to tell the world, hey, look, we like, don't, we're, we're not, not part of that. We're not part of the Axis. We're not, we're not associated with Germany anymore. We're back. Like, we're back. Like, look how nice it is over here. And so now he said they wanted to host the Olympics again because it's after the, the tsunamis. And they're like, the tsunami sucked, but we're back. Look, look, we're back again. Okay. So that motivates cities a lot and countries to host the Olympics. Okay. Um, I, get I think it was good for the world to have the Olympics. I mean, I think the Olympics are awesome, but it's not good for the taxpayers of Tokyo. 
It's actually crushing to the cities. That is so interesting. Where are the next ones? The oh the, the is the U.S. is hosting. So North America we're is hosting, hosting the next World Cup. We're hosting 2028 where? Olympics. Where in L.A. Okay, great. Yeah, I don't know where 2024 is. I don't know where that is. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, as he says, it's hard for me to imagine that President Z thinks that this is going, this is the president of Beijing, that this is going to put Beijing on the map. This is in 2008. One of the things we learned in 2008 was that Beijing was horrifically polluted, and we learned much about more about repression in China because of the games being broadcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you can also like it also exp- you like remember in the world in the World Cup in Russia they couldn't play a lot of the games because there were so many like mosquitoes on the fields and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. So so and you're saying so like cuz now in my head I'm like why so why the fuck did they happen? Mm-hmm. And you've answered that by saying they happened because it's basically self-confirmation bias with the consulting firms that they use to mm-hmm. decide on this. Well, the cities want it. The the cities are like, "Yes, c- come let like like let's do it." But they don't foot the bill until later. The bill comes at the end, you know? The bill comes after the people have left, after the, the stands have been built, then the bill happens. That's, okay. But so the, but why isn't the government smart enough to see all this? And Why isn't the <laughs> government smart, smart enough, enough to see all this? Yeah, I, I, don't, okay, I'm done. I don't know. I know you use that in the same sentence. Okay. Um, okay. Let, me just, let me just finish with the Council on Foreign Relations, which is a publication, an international publication, says this about the Olympics. Ultimately, there is little evidence for an overall positive economic impact of the Olympics. Host <clears throat> Economists found no long-term impact of hosting on a country's gross domestic product, GDP. Okay, so it does nothing good. So, so in, in other words, it's so the mayor from Boston made the right decision. Yeah, seems like he made the right decision. It's fucking bad to host these so things. So the cool idea that Andrew Zimbalist has is to make one city the host. That's it. Just like in Athens in... Or, Olymp- sorry, Olympia in Greece. You make one city the host, and that will let them reuse the facilities. And they've, like, really got it down. Or you have, like, a city in the middle of nowhere that everybody chips into, and you have your Olympic city. You have the Olympic city, and that's it. Like, Olympic Island. Olympic Like, a then, sick then like, island. Then it's, like, The Bachelor. The Olympic Bachelor. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, 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 and now we have to talk about who is not boning. Who is not boning in Olympic Village? Cause, oh, cause yeah. You are, okay, here's what's very easy to figure out. Who is boning? Okay, right. right? Not hard. That's not hard, right? Right. More interesting. Mm-hmm. What is the what? What swimmers would be, get, boning? Yeah, track and field boning. Yeah, wrestling boning. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So who is not boning is the slow walkers, the the speed walkers. If you guys didn't no see this way. event, no way. There is a there is a speed walking event, and they are not having any sex. There must be a bar for the swimmers and the wrestlers and the javelin throwers and, and the gym like a, and, and the gym and the, gym and the gymnasts. And then there's a bar for the equestrian and the speed no, okay. walkers. Look, so there's like a tier one. Yeah, tier one, tier one. There's hotties. like a tier one hot athlete. Then there's like tier two, and you might get the marathon runners in there because it's like a little skinny, you know what I yeah. mean? But they're still an amazing athlete. Yeah. Then there's like, then like at tier ten, mm-hmm. we have the um, what is it with with the shotguns? Yeah, yeah, skeet shooting. All okay, right, so there's skeet shooting. Mm-hmm. They look, aw- they're fat. Yeah, they just look, they look like a really bad looking person. Mm-hmm. So they're last, I would say. You, no, the equestrian's probably last. Or, or No, a question you have to have strong thighs and like a nice bod. No, that's because you thought you saw the the pentathlon guys who were doing the horses. They had a good bod. They're tier one. They're, yeah, they're, they're like they're maybe everything. edge of tier one. Yeah, edge of tier one. Um, okay. Wait, hold on. That's it. I, I also it. Do, well, here's my big question. The weightlifters, mm-hmm. right? They lift a ton of weight. 
They're fucking huge. Look like gorillas. They don't really have a good body. It's like very fat and massy. Mm-hmm. Are they having sex? The weightlifters? Because yeah, I think yeah, that they would sex. have sex with either the women's rugby team or the women's shot putters. No, they're having sex. I think they're fucking. They're definitely fucking. But they're fucking the women's shot put team. No, sure. Why not? So do you think there's parties with the men's weightlifting team and the women's shot put team? I think like means like. Let me I tell you, like that, means that like. Wh- whoever wants to do a reality show, the reality show should be I think, weightlifters and shot no, putters. No, I got it. No, I got it. No, do you, no, 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 weightlifters no, 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 and no, shot no. putters is no, fucking you do this. gold TV. You do the men's weightlifters and the women's gymnasts who are like five feet tall. And, you, and you're like, boom, they're, they're in the bar together. That's weird. Isn't that, isn't that, wouldn't that be a good reality show? I think, I don't think that's funny because the women's, the women's gymnasts are, are, I, I, I actually don't find them that attractive. It's a little too muscular. Why? They are attractive. They're very attractive. I just like, there's, there's other bods. That's interesting. The sprinters, obviously. But, but listen, I think it's funnier to have the big bigs, to have fucking weightlifters. The big on big. Like, like the, the reality show is, it's the weightlifting teams and the rugby teams, mm-hmm. the women's rugby teams. The men rugby players have great bods. They're tier one. That's a tier one sex athlete. Yeah, it's tier one. Box. That's tier one. No, I'm yeah. talking about really, it's a couple tier threes together. We're going to do one more break. And after that, it's going to be time for open kimono. What tier would you be in if you just showed up at Olympic V? Tier beta, beta tier. Well, I'm, I'm we're definitely beta tier. The tier one is like insane. But you're, but like I'd probably be with the equestrians. No, dude, you're you're sleeping on them. I bet you the girl equestrians are super hot. And I bet the men are like good looking as well. Yeah, but they hit their horses though. You want to associate yourself with? They're horse hitters. They don't. They love their horse. No, there was a there was some horse hitting going. Dude, on. I guarantee you, they have a great relationship with that horse. You don't hit. You don't. They don't hit the horse. I think that you would be higher than the skeet shooting. Because those dudes look honestly bad. Well, in the U.S., like nobody wants to see the guy who shoots guns. You know, really, at at the bar. Right, and now let's say what we have you to say I mean? about the skeet shooting champion. Okay. Do you want to say it? Uh, this is the open kimono where we no, really talk and it. discuss our final thoughts on the topic and leave nothing to the imagination. So, okay. Noah, what is your open kimono? My open kimono is that with the world records, um, it's just like even in a perfect thing like the Olympics, there's still chicanery. There's still technology of the pool, technology of the shoe that comes in and affects things. Really, a better way to look at things than a world record is like who wins that, who's just winning that day. Um and I think that, yeah, and newer sports set more world records and sprinting a world record. The long jump is fucking crazy. It's a 53-year-old world, world record that we can't beat. Mm-hmm. Good enough. I think I th- it's really shitty that the Olympics lose so much money. We should do something about that. Um, and also the issues that happen when a developing country tries to build the Olympics are, are pretty terrible and they're well-documented. But you can think about the... Just, but is this my open kimono? Is it mine? I, I just is it want, mine or is it yours? I, I just want to say something. Is I, it mine or is yours? You interrupted it, my ass. Like this is a sacred. This times. is a sacred, sacred spot to interrupt someone. I think. Oh. As I was saying, <laughs> what I think is that while there is terrible things going on with the Olympics, it was still really, really fun to watch, and I hope they keep going. I don't agree with you that equestrian athletes aren't hot. I'm going to put a picture of a hot equestrian athlete. Shout out. 
to Sarah and her boyfriends. I hope that they are more of the javelin throwers than they are the the these speed walkers. Anything but a speed walker. A speed walk looks like a wiggle. It's a wiggle walk. I love They're doing like a wiggle Olympic walk. event that is weird though. When the announcer said that people used to have to hide in the bushes, judges, to try to catch them trying to run, that is, that's, what the fuck is that? Right, then, you're, then you're just like, is this a sport? What is that? And the same thing with handball, when the, the ref has to figure out when to warn them that they're delaying the game in a game where you can't lose possession of the ball, yeah. you start to wonder about it, the rules. Guys, you can find us at Instagram, at dude underscore nature. Please leave us a message there. Check out what we got going on. And as always, please, if you like the podcast and this is not your first time listening, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Or send us to your friends. Be like, hey, you should listen to these guys. That's great too. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye.